Hello and welcome back to the In Repose podcast with your host, Caitlin of Caitlin Curiosity. In Repose is a space for us to have intentional conversations around our homes, our businesses, our relationships, our friendships, and simply just life in general. And I am so grateful you are joining me for yet another week of intentional conversation. And if this is your first week joining us, hello, I'm so grateful to have you. This feels like a particularly special episode only in terms of the past four weeks we just ended we just capped our four weeks of conversation with other humans that I think are so special and I was so excited to share with you here so thank you for thank you for bringing them into our space together and it was just really really awesome to see your your feedback the conversations continue your excitement so thank you and today it's just going to be you and I and that feels really really special because we haven't had that in a while. And I feel like there's so many updates. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So many updates. I'm coming to you live from the new house. I am in the middle of a social media break. Vlad is in the background running around. So you're probably going to hear his tip tap, tip, tip, tippity toe tapping in the background. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I literally have a coffee with me. So I'm feeling super, super jazzed right now, but I'm coming to you live from the new house. I took a social media break because I There is so much change going on behind the scene that I just don't have the space to juggle everything. And that is okay. We have to normalize that. We have to normalize disconnecting in order to take care of ourselves. It's the most important thing if that's what you need. And that's what I've needed. And it was a very unintentional break. So normally I like to communicate when I'm taking a social media break. But this was just the middle of moving and and unpacking the emotional baggage, (laughs) unpacking the actual things into the new space. And it's been a whirlwind. So where do we start? Where do we begin? This episode, I really want to talk to you about this theme for today is navigating through transition, navigating through the unknown, the uncomfortable, the a rut. I don't know what you what term. For me, it's a transition, navigating from one chapter to the next. And it's feels like a very big transition for me. And so I want to start with the move because if you've listened to episode one of the podcast, I moved to this town, to this state for that specific cabin on the piece of land that it was on. And I know that I was brought here. It was all a part of my journey for a reason. And I met Daniel and the ranch brought Daniel and I together and that's how we found each other. And there's so many different layers because what you don't know most likely, unless you're a really close friend of mine, is that since the end of last year, so for the past year, the space that I was in, the place that I was in, was no longer the place that it was when I moved there. And... The cabin was so magical to me when I first moved for about the first year, and it was very community-oriented. It was very positive. It was very nurturing. It was very, mm, there was just, it was very relationship-based, and everyone, I don't know how to describe that. Besides, it was just very community-oriented. And at the end of last year, things drastically changed and in a way that 
little by little and then really quickly, it became somewhere that I felt uncomfortable to be, unsafe to be, um, not secure to be. It was just a totally different space. And to me, it feels and felt like a relationship ending when it starts off that beautiful, maybe that beautiful, I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming you've been in a relationship that has come to completion and you've moved on from that. And that's what this felt like to me, where it was something beautiful and it was nurturing and it was supportive. And then it wasn't. And it started to go downhill and it didn't feel good anymore. And you're grieving that. You're grieving that chapter closing. And so for the past year, and it wasn't just something that I was experiencing because Daniel lived there as well, but not in the same space as me. He lived in a yurt. I lived in a cabin. We were both experiencing that. And I feel like I really disliked the way that he was treated because he has spent five years there giving so much. And if you want to speak monetary value, thousands of dollars of free labor and I really did not like the way in which he was treated. And then, of course, when you kind of see those those colors come out in someone, it's a lot of times it feels like, well, it's only a matter of time before that makes its way to me. And that's what happened. And it no longer was a safe space for us to be. And that was really, really stressful. Home is so important to me. My security is so important to me. And having to constantly research laws to make sure that I'm protected and knowing that I'm protected, but being in this situation where there's just so many layers that (laughs) it's really hard to explain from like the very beginning because I'd have to go back a year and I'd have to involve the people that it involves. And that's not what I'm here to do. I'm just here to say that this is how I felt. And that was really, really hard. Really, really hard. And I am so privileged to have had a roof over my head. But for me, my security is everything in the home. And to be in a place that felt so draining, that felt so not secure that's i keep going back to that word because that's that's the word that i'm going back towards that's the word that i feel it was so difficult and what's also simultaneously difficult so that's that's when i started to tell you about us searching to buy a house it wasn't because and and this is like was a big issue for me it wasn't because daniel and i sat down and we're like oh this is the next best step for us we're so excited it was we have to get out of here we have to get out of here for my sanity my mental health my safety for your sanity your mental health your safety we have to leave it was that kind of situation and it was an unideal time to be looking for a house because if you're not familiar in the States, the housing market is insane right now. It's bananas. It's so overpriced. And so, excuse me, we got really close to buying one thing, which I want to tell you the story of because it was so similar to how I originally found the cabin. I had found this place for sale by owner on Zillow and it didn't have any pictures. But the person who was selling it had this like elaborate description of each room of the house. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, Daniel, come look at this. How funny. And then I was 
then it got my curiosity. Then I was like, mm, this this has my this has me really curious. So it was over by the farmer's market that I go to every week. And so I went and drove by it that week to look at it. And it was from the outside horrendous. It was a hoarding situation. So there was renters that were in it that were hoarders. And that is by no exaggeration. You could barely see the house because of how much stuff was everywhere, everywhere, just outside. So that left my curiosity to what in the heck does the inside look like? If the outside looks like this, what could the inside look like? And it was a historic home, one of the few historic homes. And so I knew that it had the bones. I knew that it had the potential. If if the renters were out, it had the potential, right? And so I went back home that day and this is months ago. Let me, let me, let me tell you, this is months ago. <laughs> I went back home. I called the number for the, for the owner and it was an elderly woman or like in her eighties and it was her home. She no longer, her and her husband's home, they no longer lived in this state. And so they were renting it out and they hadn't actually seen the home for a few years. So they had no idea what the renters had done to it and what condition it was in. And so we started to form a relationship of talking back and forth about the house. She was telling me about it. She still didn't have pictures. But this whole time, I just had this feeling that this this was special and there was something here. And so I would email with her. She would call me on the phone. And this went on for a few months of just having that friendship. And she really wanted us to have it. And so again, I had not seen the inside. I had not seen pictures, but I trust my intuition. When my intuition speaks up, I trust it. I don't care how silly or blind or whatever. I trust that to a certain point, right? To a certain extent, because as it went on further and further, there was all of these issues with the renters, with them not leaving. They had a year, they had known for a year that the property was going to be up for sale. So it wasn't a situation of them being like bamboozled. It was, they had known for a year. They actually were trying to stall the process because they said that they wanted to buy it, but then they wouldn't go and get pre-approved. And so all of this was continuing on and they were just like really dragging their feet week after week after week, which turned into months. And so we're still looking at houses at the same time. And we looked at, I think we really only looked at one other one because we are pretty particular about what we were looking for within our budget. And so we had, and we don't want to waste a lot of money. Like ideally we want land. That's what I want to say first. We want land. And right now with the market being so crazy and there's so little options where we're at, that just wasn't a possibility. So I think we looked at one property that had 10 acres, but the actual house itself needed like the foundations The we ended up learning about the septic and the water and like every so many things needed replacement that would have cost so much money so we didn't obviously go that route so back to this property this property didn't have land either it only had like a fourth of an acre but we our plan was if we were going to be in that situation again we wanted to just get out of the rental we were in if we wanted to be in this situation then we would just like sell the house in a few like five years or something because we'd outgrow it at some point we want and our dream is to own land together we continue the process over a few months of this is when they'll be out these are the next steps these these are they were able to get a and real estate agent inside and able to see all the damage that was done and it was pretty it was really bad <laughs> it was really bad uh 
really, really bad. And it just kept getting delayed more and more. And then it got to a point where they wanted us to start the buying process without ever seeing it, without ever even seeing pictures of the inside, without ever stepping foot into it. They wanted us to start the buying process. And that was when the alarm went off for me where Daniel and I were both like, no, absolutely not. We've worked really hard for the money that we have and our home is a very big deal to us. We will not start the buying process for something we have never seen within a situation that is this extreme and needs so many repairs, so much cleaning. Like, again, this is not like a normal amount of like dirtiness (laughs) from renters. It was a complete hoarding situation. The realtor had said there was a really bad stench. She ended up sending me pictures because the owner didn't. And I saw them for myself and it was bad. So that's how I knew how bad it was at towards the end because I was, I had told the realtor, we will not sign anything or start this process without ever seeing. So she sent me pictures. She was so kind and so helpful. And it was just a, after seeing that, it was, it was just a big no, a big, 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 big no. Big no. (laughs) So we didn't end up going through with that. And that brought us back to, again, we had been searching since the beginning of the year for for both a rental as a backup. Like the rental was always a backup on our mind just to get us out of the space that we were in. But in an ideal world, we wanted to buy. And I am someone that... I don't care how hard the market is. I don't care how difficult it is. I don't care... like. I never tell myself that something is impossible. Yes, it can be challenging, but this could have worked out. Something could have popped up. It didn't in this situation, but that will never take away from the hope and the optimism that it could because there is, there is always that possibility. That possibility always exists. So I don't care if the odds are stacked against me. In this case, it didn't work out. We didn't find something in the past year that we could buy. And I think it's also really important. I'm, I want to do my best to explain to you that the, t- the county that we live in is extremely small in the housing market. There is a housing crisis right now as far as rentals and purchasing in a really big way where people locals are unable to find even a place to rent and the places that the very very i'm telling you we started searching for both a house to buy and then on the back burner a place to rent since actively since the beginning of this year january 2021 we're now in october we found there were what one one two rentals two rentals that had popped up in that time that we had heard of two. And I'm not, I'm not exact, I'm not saying like, oh, rentals that we would have, no. In general, there were two that were made public. So if there were any others, they were extremely private and they were done like word of mouth, two in the entire county. And I'm not just talking about my small town, like this includes one, two, three, four different cities. That to me is wild. So the one that I looked at was in the ghost town and that was just way too out there. It was overpriced. 
there it wouldn't have been livable during winter so <laughs> that rules that out that is why that didn't work out and the other one went within a couple hours that it was posted so it literally it went up and then it came down immediately so we didn't even get a chance to like think about it and that was actually during the time that vlad was <laughs> lost in national forest land for five days so we were so consumed by that like we didn't even have time to process so I just want to explain to you, and I'm not on a personal level of like, oh, this affects me and that's why I'm upset. No, because I witness families that have no place to live. I witness locals that have no place to live because everything is being turned into a vacation rental or being catered to a community that's not here. And that's really detrimental to community. And it's really, <laughs> sorry, Vlad's in the background, knocking around the cage. It's really, really detrimental to a community and really concerning. So far beyond my situation. So at this time, once that house fell through, Daniel and I sat down. And I also want to explain too, during this time, it was really challenging. For like this time, this past year has really challenged our relationship in the way that we had to come together because we were both under so much stress and our home is so important to us. It was so much constant stress every time we were there it was just this drain of of energy and feeling so stressed out because of the lack of security that we had and constantly having to re like I, don't, I can't even describe to you how exhausting it is to constantly research legally how you're protected legally how this isn't how this is a, the situation in your you're in is illegal how they can't do this what you're legal do i need to seek out counsel it was so it, i've never been in a situation like this with a house and it was just wild to me and so we had to there was so many times where we had to work together of like, we're not on opposite teams. We have to come together because we're so stressed out on top of trying to juggle. We're both small business owners. That's stressful enough on its own. So it was just this really, it's been this an extremely heavy, overwhelming year of just stress. And I know that collectively, so many of us feel it on different levels. So I just want to say that I see you. It's not like poor me. It's to say, I see you. I see you and I walk with you. I walk with you. And that's why I keep coming back to my tools. On a side note, that's also why I like stopped drinking for a few months. That's also why I started, I challenged myself to working out every single day because we were under such stress that I had to do everything. I can't control that, right? Like <laughs> I look at legally what I can control, right? And then I look at, okay, what can I control? Because outside of this cabin is is toxicity but in here and in my body I have that is what I have control of so of course there were times where I was you know stress eating or numbing through television or numbing through social media I mean that was the thing for me too of just I don't want to feel that I don't want to feel this I'm so sick of dealing with this it's a year of it like I'm sick of it I'm done I don't want to feel this anymore like let's and it's also really frustrating for me, like when I'm when I'm ready for the next thing, when I'm like, okay, this chapter is closed, I'm ready to move forward, and I there's things preventing me, like being stuck in a corner of we're ready to leave, and yet there are zero options for us to go anywhere, was so incredibly exhausting. Of, and it it's why I feel like emotional because it's really triggering for me 
because I've experienced abuse in this lifetime and I know it's not something to talk about and I don't think I'll ever really share fully. But being in that, backed in that corner was so difficult and so hard. And if you're going through anything similar, I just want you to know that I see you. And like no one can tell you it's okay. It's like, it's not okay until you get out of it. That's the problem. That's the problem. And when in those situations, it's not okay until you get out of it. And so after the buying of the house, like we fell through, Daniel and I sat down together and I was like, you know what? We need to put a pause on this because I'm feeling so much pressure. That feeling of being backed into into a corner can create this pressure of weak, you know, and panic, right? Of being in a situation that feels, I don't want to use heavy words because, but in this situation, like, that's what was happening and there it was heavy and it doesn't get better until you get out and we couldn't get out there was nowhere to go and so we had to come together and decide that it's not the right time for us to buy we really don't want to settle on a house that we have to sell in a few years let's just double down on renting and like contact every person we know and first we, exp- yeah, yeah, it, it, we, it got, it got to the point where, yeah, we, it was just like, we have to contact every single person we know. There's got to be something and it's, it's, there's got to be something like that's the, there has to be, there has to be. And and when I tell you we exhausted all of our options, like every, every, I, I was looking into, to the point where I was looking into trailers and RVs of we will live mobily. I like, we just have to get out of this situation. Like we can mi- live mobily. Like, I don't care, but we can't live here in the winter mobily. So we would have had to like leave and Daniel has work in the winter. I'm telling you when I am not someone, when I'm in a situation that isn't, Mm. <laughs> that I'm not supposed to, I don't even know how to say it without like really saying it. When I'm in this type, I am the type of person that when a problem presents itself, I find a solution. So to feel backed into a corner and there was zero solutions for a year is like, it does not work for me. So that's why I was like, when I tell you we exhausted every single option, we exhausted every single option. And so at this point in time, Daniel was calling around and he has family friends who are almost like, you know, parents to him here. And it was one really reassuring to hear from other people, like what's happening is not right and not okay. And I will do whatever I can to help you. Like that was a really, really comforting situation. And two, those people, I mean, I'm so grateful for the community and the people that we have found here because those people are what helped us get out and we ended up finding the space and that is the new place that we are in. We are renting. It's like, <laughs> it's so shabby and quirky and not at all the aesthetic of the cabin. But why I share this is that, and again, why it reminds me of a relationship is Like when you saw, when you could see my feed of like me and this beautiful aesthetic, like you didn't know 
what was going on behind the scenes. And I can't even fully, I mean, even here, like you don't truly know. And I won't ever share that because it's, it's painful and it involves other people. But it reminded me of like that relationship that's on social media that's like exploited and look how beautiful and look how happy we are. And then behind the scenes, it's like not that. And I'm so grateful for that space for bringing me here and bringing Daniel and I together. And it's allowed us to grow so much. And I have, I am practicing again, it's just forgiveness for the situation that we were in and moving forward. I mean, truly it's so bizarre because now that we're in the new space and Again, it's like a break. Again, again, I keep talking about a breakup, but it really does feel like, and it because there's, it was so personal. Like there's so many layers, to, so many layers to it. I think that's why I relate it to a relationship. It was not a typical like rental tenant situation. It was much, much, much different than that. And I think that's what's hard to explain and include. But looking like once you're out of it, you can start to look back with more clarity. And now being out of that situation, I'm able to see things with more clarity and just Daniel and I are so grateful for each other to have had each other to have had someone that has gone through and understand it because trying to explain it is really really difficult and trying to explain the layers is really difficult and just being grateful for the community that has helped us and now we're in a space where we get to save so much money to buy our house which is such a relief And that's what I want to talk about is being in transition is for me, I was in such a space and it's so funny because I had a few different people tell me like they, you sound so relieved, like you sound so relieved. And that's exactly how I feel is there was all of these, my career, the home, it was all of these like pressure points. It just felt like pressure, 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 building, 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 building. And it was so overwhelming And I knew that I, like, I just remember breaking down on the porch and being like, thinking I've created a life that I'm like really unhappy in and I'm supposed to be grateful and everyone looks at it and thinks it's beautiful and like, I'm so unhappy. And it dawned on me that I would rather be, and maybe happiness isn't like, that's not always the word I like to use, but like, I would rather be actually happy than being perceived as happy right like we like I have the things I have the like people perceive me as successful people perceive me as happier people have perceived me as like figuring it all out when instead it's like no I rather make the really difficult choices and for you that might mean being single or getting a divorce or being in a relationship or moving, leaving a job, leaving your business. These can be leaving a friendship. These can be really difficult decisions to make because of the pressure that we put on ourselves, because of, yeah, I don't know what it's because, but they can be so hard. And I know for me, it was so, it felt so hard of, I know I'm being perceived as one way, but in reality, I'm really unhappy. And the sadness comes from, at one point, these things made me so happy and so fulfilled. 
And now they don't. They deplete me. They constantly deplete me. And it's like, I just kept asking myself, what is it all for? What is it all for? Like even the silliest of things with the house of like, oh, but I could, you know, create a course around the holistic home and have all of these beautiful photos because I'm in this beautiful home. And it was like shit like that, that for what? So people perceive me as like living in a beautiful home that makes me so miserable. Like what? And that's, I know a big part of why I've stepped away from social media over the past few weeks too, is like, I need time to recalibrate on how I want to show up because it's not to say, I want to tell you like, what I've shared is to me not inauthentic. It's just I had to protect myself over the past year. Like I could not have cried. I was barely getting by trying to navigate it on my own. I was not at a place. And I mean, clearly speaking about it today, getting so emotional, which I was not expecting. I'm still navigating it. And yes, I could wait till the very end to be like, wow, and talk about it all emotionless to be like, yeah, that was a really hard time. And if you're going through a hard time, like know that I understand you. No, if you're going through a hard time and you're in a transition right now, I am right next to you. Like, I don't want to wait till the very end to have to tell you like, hey, come here. It's fine. Like, no, I've been through enough transitions to know what this all feels like. And I've recapped them enough times to be like, no, I'm in it right now. And yes, I'm getting towards the end, but I just want you to know that I'm walking side by side with you because I feel like I've talked to so many people in the past few weeks that are going through big transitions right now. And they can be incredibly challenging and difficult and very different from mine. Mine is very different from yours. But regardless, that that period of the in-between of the discomfort of the unknown of knowing this thing isn't right for me anymore and I know I have to leave it and I'm scared because I don't know what's next I'm scared because it's unknown I'm scared because it's painful I'm scared because it's uncomfortable it's a lot it's a lot to deal with and I just how I've navigated is a few different things one I'm I want to say I'm especially grateful that I have a partner and it doesn't have to be a partner. It can just be a relationship, a friendship and trusting someone, a therapist to talk about it with. That's been a really hard thing too, is just keeping these these things private because I want to share in case anyone experiences. And I think my situation is pretty specific. So I don't think a lot of a lot have, but again, there's layers of it that are universal that we experience in relationships and in unhealthy relationships. And there's there are aspects that we experience universally. So it doesn't really matter if it's very specific because uh, I lost my train of thought because I want to take us back to just my tools for navigating through transition, through these unknown times. I mean, the biggest thing, it truly, like during the hard, hard, hard months of the past year, it was really, really hard, like really hard. And again, the solution, there was no way to make it better except to leave. It was one of those situations. And so one, I just want to normalize leaving something that maybe was really beautiful for you at one point 
and it's no longer that thing anymore and you know you know in your heart and your soul that it's time to leave and that could be a relationship that can be a friendship that can be a business that can be a job that could be a family dynamic that can be a house it can mean so many things knowing that this thing is no longer in alignment for me it served its purpose and now it's time to move forward During that time, how I supported myself was I stopped drinking because I wanted to be able to process all of my emotions soberly. So I wasn't literally nothing. I wasn't taking anything. Uh, I would depend on my herbs. So ashwagandha was a big one for anxiety and stress. That was a really, really big one. Meditation helps for me, but it's not like the most important thing. But workouts are the by far the most supportive thing to me, moving my body to get out, moving that, it's not even just to get out of my head, it's to physically move my emotions and that energy through my body, because otherwise I just store, 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 until I just combust with emotion. That's massively impactful. I was eating a lot more plant-based. I just needed to It was just being gentle on myself. And I also want to say that my daily workouts, that's when I really got into the Melissa Wood health workouts because they're very gentle. I didn't, I just needed everything around me to be very, very gentle. I eliminated or I just didn't invest energy into any other, I didn't have the energy to invest in friendships outside of what I was dealing with. And I don't think everyone understands that and that's okay. Because I've gotten so much closer to the people in my life that could understand that and could do give me space and don't take that personally. And I just don't have energy to invest otherwise. Ooh, I hit the mic. I started to bring my work down, my workload down quite a bit. I've really, really, really adjusted that and there's (laughs) massively adjusted that. Uh, At this time, I'm not going to take, at this time, I I just don't have the bandwidth to give to, to my community. I don't have the bandwidth to give to one-on-one clients so the ones that I have will finish out and perhaps it's something I will do next year I don't know but I do know that I have to rebuild that energy recharge and I already feel that happening in this new space and we're starting to settle in here which feels really really good it just is such a relief it's so positive Man, oh man, the, the impact changing environments has is just wild. And it's temporary. Like this space, of course, isn't perfect. Of course. And I think I'm going to be a lot more private about this space because I just, it's it's the next right step. That was all that mattered to me is this is the next right step. I have no idea what is after this. And so I've made massive changes in the past week, like life-changing changes in the past week that are the next right step. Because from that time on the porch when I said, I'm not happy, I've created a life that I'm no longer fulfilled by, things have to change. I take inspired action to change. And it's scary. It's uncomfortable. It's exciting. 
but it's right alongside discomfort. Like my excitement is walking right alongside my discomfort because it's new and it's unknown and it's change. And that's okay. That's okay. I know it's the next right step. And that's it. All I can focus on, I don't have the bandwidth to see anything else. This is the next right step. And this space is holding us and allowing us to save so much money so that we have and to raise, continue to raise the credit scores, to continue to look appealing to banks so that we can buy that house in six months, in a year, when the timing is right. Because there's so many times that we can want something and desire something and we'll get that thing, but we're not always in control of that timing. We're not. We're not always in control of that timing. I mean, think about how many things you wanted and knew you were going to get and they didn't work out and how that was such a blessing how that was such a blessing. It wasn't some representation of like your unworthiness or inability to get it. It didn't work out because it wasn't the right thing. And the next right thing came up and look where that led you. It's that surrender, surrender to the control of timing. I always kind of like, the thing that I think about is having these goals in mind but not but releasing and surrendering to the path that it takes to get there and that includes timing like i know what my goals are and i know what i'm going to bring to life in this lifetime but i don't know what the path looks like to get there all i know is i figure out I, all i focus on is the next right step the next right step if i'm not happy in my business Okay, does that mean pausing? Does that mean creating new new business? Does that mean working for someone else while I figure it out so I can take that financial pressure off myself? What does that look like? And then I tune in and then I take action on the one that makes the most sense for me. Which one makes the most sense? What do I need right now? What do I need right now and to get me to the next thing? And that's the space that I'm in. That is the current space that I'm in. I am surrendering and letting go of any ego perceptions of me and being fully transparent with you here to tell you that I'm dissolving that shit. That I am here to live a deeply fulfilling life. And if at any moment it doesn't feel that way anymore, it is up to me to figure out the next right step to continue the path to deep fulfillment. That's it. And there will be situations outside of my control and I have to focus on what can't, what am I in control of? What do I have a say in, a choice in? How is this situation pushing me to grow? Because so much of the discomfort is that growing pain of going from one thing to the next. But every painful situation I've been in, every single one has led to transformation. Transition leads to transformation every single time without fail. 
So I want to leave it here today. Thank you so much for being with with me today. And I'm more, I feel like a lot more vulnerable and authentic and um, transparent episode. And again, it's not to say that every episode is that way, but I just feel like I can breathe. I feel like I can sigh. I feel that relief getting able to share bits and pieces of it with you that it's okay to leave. It's okay to change. It's okay to take that next right step, whatever that looks like for you. And damn it, sometimes it might just be so freaking hard, but I am right here with you and you are not alone, sweet friend. I will talk to you next week.